Yo, yo, what up, good people of the world? Listen, if you are hearing the sound of my voice, that means you are locked into another episode of Hell is Round the Corner. I am your host, Lucifer, and welcome. Look here, y'all motherfuckers almost digging in the episode this week. I ain't gonna tell you no lie. I had the full intention of coming in here and just being like, you know what? Nah, I just ain't feeling it. Look, I ain't feel like taking notes, none of that shit like that. But my therapist said yes. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. I said therapist. So, okay, I can talk about that for a little bit. So, basically, the beginning, I, I spent all these years talking shit about you therapy couch niggas, only to the low key become one of you motherfuckers. <laughs> I ain't dreaming about it, though. See, what, basically, what it was. The beginning of the year, the first week of the year, I was like, you know what? Let me go on and try, you know, because, you know, a nigga walking that path of trying to make himself a better him. You know what I'm saying? So I just say, you know, let me get this therapy shit a try. You know what I'm saying? My insurance good. Let me let, let, let me let me see what this shit hitting for. You know what I'm saying? I would have done it sooner, but it was like I specifically had to get a black man therapist because I'm not talking to nobody white and I ain't talking to no damn woman either. So I just, you know, this is all it was for me. So I found one. And, you know, this motherfucker been holding my feet to the fire. So, here's the thing. So, I was, you know, me being myself, I walked in with the whole impression of what not therapy going to be. I'm like, you know, I don't need no handholds and all that kind of shit like that. A nigga trying to figure out what the fuck it is about, you know, what what is it in, what is it going on within Lou that needs to be corrected? You know what I'm saying? So, the first session, I'll never forget. I pop up in the motherfucker, you know, I told him. And, you know, and, and you know, and we talk very regular and all that kind of shit like that. Woo, woo, whatever. So, I'm like, you know, listen. I don't need a sounding board. What I need to do is tell you things about my life. You tell me what's wrong with them. Then tell me how I can fix them. That motherfucker shut me the fuck down. Listen, I'm sitting up. I thought like I'm telling him this, you know, because you know, because that's how I'm used to things. My thing is all about making the beginning come as close to the end as possible, so we can get the fuck on, you know, and go about our better ways. But this motherfucker used all them book words and shit like that to basically tell me that this is a process and a journey and all that kind of shit. So I'm like, fuck it, listen, this journey, motherfucker. So you know, we walking through fucking fields of issues and shit, hand in hand and all that whatnot. So listen, it's it, it's cool, we, you know, but. Again, I'm a nigga in progress. I'm doing the best I can with what I got. So, you know, I thought I'd share that with you motherfuckers. But, yeah, so y'all thank my therapist for getting the episode this week because I promise you it wasn't about to happen. <laughs> Shit, but um, let's see. What we going to start with? Okay, so none of this is in order, so we just going for what we know tonight. So let's go ahead and start with the verses that happened um last week. Mute between Music Soul Child and Anthony Hamilton. Now here's the thing. I talked about it on here, and I was, you know, I, I no front. I was one, you know, I was one of the, you know, music on wash Anthony, that kind of shit like that. I said that. Now here's my thing. I stand on the fact that music won. Only because if we go on strictly off catalog, you know what I'm saying? Like, feel we gonna get into we we gonna get into that nigga singing like he got a hot biscuit in his mouth in a second. But you know, feel how you want to feel about his singing. The motherfucker got one of the strongest male R&B catalogs of his you know of his um era in the 2000s. So you know, if we go on based on pure catalog, music won. 
you know, and then on, on a side, I have more of a personal connection to his songs. However, his songs do not, music song, music's music <laughs> did not age well. I say that much. Music Soul Child, he made music um like when he was saying it was always it, it always seemed like he was begging a girl that was out of his league for some pussy. That's what that's the I feel like that's the that's the that's the sentiment behind all of his fucking songs, especially his early work. You know what I'm saying? And he just and his personality and the way he presents and the shit he's saying about, it just gives that like, you know, that nigga that just bug a, a, a chick over and over and over, and, you know, he ain't doing too much, so she don't really tell him about herself, but at the same time, she ain't really checking for him like that. But he just catch on, he catch on a down day, and, you know, he catch her in a moment of weakness, and he and she just hit him with the, all right, nigga, whatever, look, you got 10 minutes, let's, let's you know, let's see what, you know, he, he, his, he makes music for niggas who get pity fucks. That's what I'm basically trying to say. So, you know, when you, you know, the songs was cute and everything back then, but now when you're looking at them through a 2020 lens, I mean a 2022 lens, it's just like, damn, bro, you was, you know, nigga, come on, that's lame. But, I, again, I still have an emotional connection to a lot of them songs. But, I mean, it was cool, you know, Anthony Hamilton outperformed him because it's just like, you know what I'm saying, you could... Every time they do one of these, you could tell which artist is at the house chilling, collecting their royalty checks, and who really out here on the road grinding. Nigga, Anthony, you know, he's a showman. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doing outfit changes and whatnot. And let me tell you something. I Anthony's commitment to dressing like a, to dressing like a futuristic sharecropper, it is to be admired. You know what I'm saying? Like, this motherfucker's still out here with that beard, not quite connecting, but it's better than what it was when he first came out. But, you know, he had, but he had the brim on. He had the mustard leather pants, you know, with the, with, with, with the, with the, with the boot, the dress boots and shit on. And it was just, you know, he was, he was performing. He brought the Hamiltons out, especially that thick one. Anyway, he brought the Hamiltons out. He brought Leela James out in her best auntie cosplay. I've told y'all before, nobody loves a dominatrixy biker, um, biker motorist inspired outfit like an auntie. They love a leather pant. They love a corset. They love their titties up to their chin. And she was dressed. She was dressed exactly like that. Um, he brought out Eric Robinson, Raheem Devon. It was it was cool. It was real good. But yeah, um, music on the other hand, he um he brought out Robert Glasper. I don't know why he didn't bring Chrisette Michelle out for all oh, yeah, because I mean, come on, y'all gotta forgive that woman at some point, goddammit. But um I couldn't really but music is not a good performer, you know. But things we know this about music. This ain't nothing that surprised us. We've no, we've we've known that this motherfucker can't sing to save his soul, and he ain't gonna give you that much on stage. We know this. You know, and then, I mean, his outfit was pissing me the fuck off. Like, let me tell you what music looked like to me. You know how when you wearing jeans and you turn the pockets inside out? That's what he looked like. He looked like an inside out blue jean pocket. Like, that nigga, he looked trash and he just went. Like I said, he won to me. Because, you know, he got me out my seat the most. But everything he was doing was pissing me the fuck off. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, listen, the songs are the songs, the hits are the hits. And, you know, they some, all of, both of them came with their shit. Like, um, I ain't gonna lie, I got emotional a couple of times. That motherfucker did previous cats. Like, I think that was the second song out the gate. 
Ooh, y'all just don't understand that song. Just that song touches me deeply. <laughs> um, then you know, of course, one, four, three, nigga. I'm up here hollering and shit. So you know, it was it was cool. I but I, okay, so I do want to say this. I understand versus is a black platform and everything like that. And you know me, I'm all for us. You know, niggas all day. Like I love us, but I feel like we like like we missing. We're missing so many good matchups because, you know what I'm saying, we keeping it black only. I can't believe that I'm the motherfucker of all motherfuckers saying this, but it's just like, but, but see the thing you gotta realize, I'm a music head first. I love, like, when I say music, I'm talking about all genres. Like, I love this shit. And it's just so many versus matches I could see happening if white people could compete. Like, first and foremost, I really want the Madonna Janet versus. I think that would be, listen, my old gay ass would be in here living. Do you hear me? Like, that would, I think that would be an awesome one. I would love to see, like, let's see, like, I'd love to see Deftones versus Korn. You know what I'm saying? Like, Deftones, anybody know me, you know, it's my favorite rock group, and Korn is kind of like, it's right, they right in that area, too, because, like, in my, in my um, high school years, I listened to a lot of both of them, so you know what I'm saying? I think they have um, similar discographies and whatnot, and their music is just fucking dope. So I would love to hear Deftones, Korn versus... Um, like Fiona Apple and Atlanta's more set. I think that'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? I want to see Lenny Kravitz in a versus so bad. See, the thing is, he black, so he could, but it ain't, he, nobody, he's the only one who does his kind of music over here on our side, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? And Lenny got hits out the ass, so they would have to open it up to white people for him to compete. Let me see, who could Lenny go with? I think Lenny and Sheryl Crow would be dope. Lenny, a Lenny versus Sheryl Crow, that would be dope. You know what I'm saying? Give me, give me a Joni Mitchell versus Bob Dylan, or a Joni Mitchell versus could she, could she do Carol King? Probably so. I don't know. Or you know, give me a shit hell. Give me a Joni Mitchell, a Joni Mitchell versus Neil Young. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so many that we could be getting, but you know, again, I, I get it. We try to, we don't have that much, so we try to keep what you know, like, but. Damn, that shit would be dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me a fucking um. I'm trying to think of another one. That, um, um, give me a a YouTube versus. Da, 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 da. I want to say Fleetwood Mac so bad, but I ain't gonna say it. But you, but you get the point. You get the point I'm making. You know what I'm saying? If we would, if it would be opened up, it would probably it, it would be you know real cool to see some of these matches. All right, moving on. I should have saved that for the music segment, but, you know, it is what it is. We we, we going rogue today. So, Monique, she um sat down with T.S. Madison on one of her shows. I feel like Maddie got, like, three or four shows. I ain't going to lie. Shout out to you, Maddie. Love you, mama. Um, and she sat down with T.S. Madison, and she was talking about, you know, the whole blackballing thing. You know, again, talking about... Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, Lee Daniels, where she said that because, you know, certain she didn't meet certain demands when doing the press run for Precious, they blackballed her, you know, and it made it difficult for her to get work. So here's my thing. Um, that's pretty much what she was what she what she, what she talked what she talked about. You know what I'm saying? Because she's been talking about this for the last 10 years. So here's my thing. I have always agreed with Monique and sided with her on this. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I believe that when somebody when somebody carries something for 10 years, over 10 years, this long, it's got to be some truth to it. Ain't nobody riding for no lie that long. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, you know, like, I understand what Monique was, what, what the whole thing was. She, you know, she talked about integrity and everything like that. But you got to realize, baby, you're dealing with billionaires. You're dealing with billionaires. Nobody becomes a billionaire being a good person. I'm sorry. I, I down that hill. Ain't no such thing as no no billionaire or fucking not even a billionaire. You can take nobody reaches the heights of fame and, you know, what people would consider success and whatnot being um this this morally upright person. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? If 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 power corrupts, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And y'all claim money and all that kind of shit like that. What you? How, what makes you think that these people with all this money and all this access shit? What makes you think that they got that shit being, you know, these amicable, great motherfuckers? No, they're assholes. They're horrible people. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Monique, I guess she was under the impression that, you know, everybody in that world just, you know, keeps it a hundred like that. And it just ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? The, like I said, these are calculating, you know... Borderline sociopathic people, you know. So it's just, I mean, you know, it's. I mean, I feel bad for her, and you know, it's fucked up, you know, that they kept money out of her pocket and shit like that. But mm, when you in Hollywood, you got to play the game, baby, you know. But I, I, I hope the best for Monique because it's like you know what I'm saying. She, she is too big of a talent. The fuck was that? Look, I'm sitting up here talking. <laughs> I'm sitting up here talking, and I hear something squeaking out the damn vent. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? The rain, motherfucker! I'm about to take off out this whole goddamn apartment. Y'all wasn't gonna hear shit, but dead out. <laughs> but um, but anyway, no, what I was saying. But yeah, no, she's too great of a fucking talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, she funny as shit. You know what I'm saying? She can act the ass off. And she's just not even being utilized because some folks mad at her because they wouldn't, they wouldn't, she wouldn't play the game how they wanted her to play it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's fucked up. You know, and shout out to her for what is, I still consider her greatest comedic role, which is Precious. You know, I, I feel like I say this often. That movie is a comedy to me. And, you know, it's one of my feel-good movies. You know, when I want to feel better about myself, I watch Precious. Get down here, bitch. Yes, you. I told your motherfucking ass you sitting up there bringing that white bitch to my buzzhole. I should have aborted you, you fat bitch, when you sit there. I, that shit is hilarious. Let me stop. But anyway, yeah, shout out to Monique. You know, I want to see you in some more shit. Um, let me see. What else? Oh, this motherfucker. So here's my thing. I really... I have expressed this so many times. I get so tired of talking about Kanye, Omari West on this motherfucking podcast. But the thing is, every time you try not, every week you try not to talk about him, he, he didn't come, his spring bull head ass coming, just, it's something else. Like the nigga is just, he just, the, oh God, it's just like he's just omnipresent. Just shit. But anyway, what it is, is Netflix got this documentary called Genius, you know, uh, about Kanye West, and it's running. Side note, I, every, every time, 
I get so I'm the, the, the whatever whichever one of y'all niggas during the college dropout era just labeled that nigga a genius out the gate and people been running with this shit over fucking twenty years. Fuck you, cause God, oh God, it's just like we call it. In, getting ahead of myself. So I didn't watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. You know what I'm saying? There is nothing else I need to know about that man. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about, you know what I'm saying? You know, your your ascent to stardom, your humble beginnings, or whatever. I don't give a fuck about any of that. You told me slavery was a fucking choice. I have had nothing, I have had nothing for you since then. You know what I'm saying? It's just I it, I don't understand us, man. It's like what y'all liked a couple of albums and it's just like you can't see what this is standing in front of you you know what i'm saying and then on top of that it's like the people just doing these fucking stretch armstrong ass exercises to make excuses for this motherfucker prime example it was um a, a chick i didn't even look up i, re I retweeted i responded to her whatever with the woo and that was what it was but i didn't i didn't, didn't look up didn't feel like scrolling that far down basically she um was saying how you know she could through his episodes in you know in the public over the years and when he finally just went ahead and admitted that he was bipolar or whatnot she was talking about how much she learned you know learned about bipolarism and related because she's somewhere in that spectrum in some kind of way and you know i was just like ma'am cut the shit cut the fucking shit you know what i'm saying you, you, you saying that, you know what I'm saying, through Kanye's episodes, you were able to understand so much more about bipolarism and people suffering from manics and shit like that. That was basically like you saying, what, what is it like? That's like saying me and my boyfriend got into an argument and he got mad and choked me out when I wasn't looking. So through that, now I understand bitch ass niggas that much more. That's basically like saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like, do like it don't. It doesn't take being inundated with so much bullshit to understand somebody that much more. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can understand. I promise you, there are better ways or better examples to use to you know glean understanding about bipolar disorder and you know mental and mental health and shit like that than Kanye West. Just say you a fan and don't give a fuck. You know. I just don't get it. Like, it, it, I promise you the music wasn't all that the way y'all niggas doing all this. Like, the nigga is abusive as shit. And the thing is, here's my thing. You no, know, fuck that. I ain't saying I ain't doing that disclaimer shit. Nigga, Kim is a person just like everybody else. I know y'all motherfuckers don't want to like the woman. But in this situation, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if she ain't had no money. That nigga would really be hell. Because, like, he just, it's just a shitty, like, when he posted the choking out meme and shit, with it, I'm like, bro, this nigga got a real fucking issue. You know what I'm saying? And with all that, I promise you, I could buy, you know what I'm saying, him having these manic episodes and, you know, him being, you know, crazy, whatever the fuck. If I wouldn't have seen Jay Prince had that nigga pressed on that motherfucking video talking with most sense than he done talked with the last 15 motherfucking years. Motherfucking eyes clear as a bell. Goddamn posture was straight. You know what I'm saying? See, niggas like Kanye know who to pull that I'm crazy shit with. You know what I'm saying? 
They get real straight, real quick when they deal with a motherfucker they know or put their foot in their ass. See? You know what I'm saying? Had I not seen that man have him sitting up there, a 10, a, a 10 shot, full hut, whatever, chin up, not moving, shoulders back and shit. Had I not seen that, I probably would have went for all this other bullshit y'all follow up with that motherfucker. To the end, man, I ain't fuck that dude. I just, listen, I'm so tired of talking about that long head motherfucker. I don't know what the damn do. Shit. Let me see. What else we got here? Okay. So, straight Twitter had a whole thing this week. Um, so... Basically, it was it was this chubby guy. He was in the music business somehow. Like he, you know, he was a, a writer. I think he, he said he said. Oh, he was. It was this chick that he, she was flying out to meet him or something like that. Every time she would try to fly out, like when they they met one time, he um she let him slice, and you know they made arrangements to meet again. And like every time he she was coming, he would have an even more ridiculous excuse. Like it was somebody dying one time, and the next time he was going to the studio to write for um some singer. Then the next thing, um, he, you know, he got he got his, his sugar went up or some shit like that. He's, you know, he had diabetes. He was in the hospital, all that shit like that. So it turned into a whole thing, and you know, different parts were added to the stories, different ways. None of that means anything to me. The part that I want to focus on here was um, the gentleman we talking about. He's you know he's a um, he's a he's a portly man. You know he's a he's a thickum. He's a bigum. And um, it was the this side conversation started happening. Where it was like he got he got chicks. He flying out to see him. Like you know, it really kills me how y'all motherfuckers love to act like flat people don't be fucking. It just always boggles my mind when y'all find out that people are actively out here having sex with, you know, fat people. Or fat people are out here using their dicks and using their pussies and everything like that, just like everybody else. Like, it just, that, that shit is crazy to me. Because let me tell you something. It's mm. some fine fat motherfuckers out here. Listen. Y'all, I understand it's all y'all. Y'all be out here. Y'all can't appreciate motherfuckers that come in different shapes and sizes and shit like that. All because you all want to sit around here and fuck niggas that shape like damn praying mantises. But I promise you, it's some fine fat motherfuckers out here. You know what I'm saying? And furthermore, I'll say this. Let me tell you something. Fat and funny is a cheat code. Listen, that I... So what I say, what I mean, what I mean by cheat code is this: I believe that you know we all have what we're attracted to, right? I believe that there's a type that is so far removed from what we usually go for, but can somehow get us. You know what I'm saying? Just based on a few factors, you know. That's why I say I feel like everybody got a cheat code. For me personally, it's it's fat, funny motherfuckers. I don't listen. A fluffy, funny nigga. He can skip the line. I don't know what it is, but hey, it is what it is. And I don't mean you... Listen, let me tell you something. Don't don't you long till these motherfuckers go pile up in my DMs now either because I'll cuss you the fuck out. I ain't going to tell you no motherfucking lie. You know what I'm saying? You you throw them orangutan titties back over your goddamn shoulders and get the fuck on some damn well. Because like when I say I like fat, I like a very specific type of fat. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you, you know what it is when you know what it is. That's all I'm going to say. But like, look... 
Don't you don't y'all be flopping them hunger hunger hippo ass titties up in my goddamn DMs to have me cussing people out there and everybody say I'm fucking mean. Anyway, what I was saying is the cheat codes. Everybody got a cheat code. You know what I'm saying? At, look, ask your ask your ask your friends, ask your partner. Hey, what's your cheat? What's your cheat code? You know who 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 can slick get it? That I don't know can slick get it. Cause cause especially when you with a motherfucker, you feel like you know they type, and you probably do, but I bet you don't know they cheat code. Mm. Hell, you be sitting right up under the motherfucker who can snatch your nigga right from out, out from up right from under your damn feet, and you don't even know because you don't even think that's that motherfucker type. <laughs> Listen, but yeah, that shit is always fucking crazy to me because it's like fat people be fucking, bro. Like when y'all was sitting up there with that bullshit with Lizzo. You know what I'm saying, but bro? I promise you, Lizzo ain't got no issue getting to the dick. I promise you, she don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, this, and, and like I said, the man in question here, like I said, you know, that fellow, you know, he was, he was, a, he was a little cutie, you know? Usually, I don't go for the light skins, and let me tell you something, a nigga with red hair can't tell me shit. My granddaddy told me back in the day, never trust a nigga with red hair, but I digress. He was a cute little ginger, and then the thing is, old girl, they got her to admit it. She was like, oh, yeah, you know, nigga, the meat, the meat is meeting, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you know, on top of that, he could sing, too, and see them singing niggas, they'll get you, too. But that's a whole other story for a whole other motherfucking day. But, you know, the point I'm just making is, y'all, listen, stop sleeping on big motherfuckers. And another motherfucking thing, while I'm thinking about it. I didn't mention it last week, let me mention it now. What that shit y'all was doing with 50 Cent, bro, come on now. Y'all called, called the main fat and all that kind of shit like that. I'm, and I'm talking about when he performed at the Super Bowl. It was 20 years ago. He ain't got the same. Nobody gonna have the same body they had 20 motherfucking years ago. You know what I'm saying? That nigga was fine as fuck on that goddamn stage. Did I talk about this last week? I probably did. I can't remember. I'm high, y'all. But fuck it. But yeah. Stop all that body shaming shit, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Listen, it's motherfuckers out here with meat on their goddamn bone. You know, everybody ain't out here shaped like a voodoo dog. You know, cut it out. Grow up. Shit, let me see. What we at now? What we got? What we got? Okay. So, we, I guess we talk, since we talked about the good sex and shit, we'll talk about the bad sex. So, Trey Songz and Chris Brown are each facing $20 million lawsuits for rape. So, yeah. my thing is this. If you want to surprise me, Tell me a nigga like Lil Nas X is out here raping people. Tell me a nigga like Donna Glover is out here raping people. If you, if you want to surprise me. Trey Songz and Chris Brown look like they steal pussy for fun. They just do. And it's just like, I done told y'all about, all, about these R&B, these super sex R&B niggas, you know. I, bitch, I want you to spurt the sun in from between your legs. We gonna lick the walls and I'm gonna bag your head. I'm, all them motherfuckers that be with that shit, that air nigga that's with that freaky deaky shit 24-7 all the fucking time, they always turn out to be creeps throughout history. You know what I'm saying? And sh listen, forgive me for saying this because, you know, it is what it is. Marvin Gaye love you to death, bro. I'm like, you know, like, you know, always, always will. But, you know, you was in the, you, you was one of them freaking deacon niggas and you was into some weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, though. Teddy Pendergrass, you know, he was, he was into the trans girls. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 
R. Kelly, enough said. You know, all I'm saying is all these fucking freaky deaky, you know, let me lick y'all down and, and, and explore all holes, bitch. I want to put it in your ear, all them niggas. They always turn out to be some type of sexual fucking deviant. Like, you silly nigga, you, who the fuck just be horny like that all the fucking time? A sexual fucking deviant. So, they, so I mean, it's a, they it's alleged that um, Trey is well, no, not like, three women have come against Trey Songz, including one who said he allegedly anally raped her. You know what I'm saying? You out here, bro, what, what, nigga. Me and members of my community, we have to have anal sex. We just, we have to. That's just, you know, it is what it is. If it was an easier way, I'm pretty sure we would do it, but we just have to, we, we, you know, we we have to do butt shit. You don't got to do butt shit first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? Second of all, what kind of animal anally rapes somebody? Do you, they, like, do you not realize that that is not pleasurable nor comfortable or it, it doesn't feel good in any fucking way? And I understand that it's not about the person feeling good, but it's just like, bro, what's wrong with you? Why would you, like, the whole thing, who goes to it? You know what? I could just take the pussy, but you know what? Fuck, who, who goes there? You know what I'm saying? These niggas be sick. Fucking Chris Brown, two accusing him, and then they both, with the two accusing him saying that he drugged them and raped them at Diddy's Mansion, allegedly. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, bro, I, I mean, we would love to believe you and say no you ain't out here drugging bitches but my nigga you dead ass look like fucking you look like the thriller video your, your cheeks all sunk in your very interview your very interview with the vampire look at this you know what i'm saying you're all gaunt and shit and it's like we see you out here you know that ain't we got you looking like that so why wouldn't we believe you out here drugging bitches i mean again it sucks to talk about this i really hate to but it's just like I'm very much aware there's smoke, there's fire kind of person. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you, you know, one got a history of, well, they both got histories of beating people's ass. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you all out here shoving champagne bottles and girls pussy and everything for years and years. And you want people to believe that you not above, you know, taking some pussy if you want it. I don't know. I mean, hopefully, you know, the truth will set everybody free and shit like that. But these freaky deekies fucking sexual niggas, like, ugh, mm, ah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's move move along. I, I feel I feel like I need a shower. Um, let's see. So, I've been watching things. What have I been watching? Cypher Vision. I need to get sound effects and all that shit. Like, I'll do that later. Time. Anyway. Um, I started the second season of Love is Blind, um, this, this past week. And if you don't remember Love is Blind, it was the show where, um, the, the interracial couple, the black girl and the white dude, they ended up getting married off there and apparently they still together because they just, they just, the heroes of swirledom and shit now, so more power to them. Then there was another couple that made it. It was like, you know, this, this, this girl that had hella debt. And this dude married. <laughs> she was a trip. Anyway, um, and it, it was it was the show where the dude who was where the black guy was in turned out to be quote unquote bisexual. That was a woman, anyway. And he got engaged to this girl, and she found out, and she just couldn't get over it. And you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's that show. So he's got a second season, and none of these couples gonna make it. I'm sorry. 
Like, none of these people are, like... The thing I like about the show and the thing that makes it... But the thing I like about the show is also what makes it bad. It's too real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can see they kind of be following a script where they meeting up to play volleyball and all that kind of shit like that. But these people are real as shit. You know, they're living in their actual ass houses. And what's so crazy is the people who got engaged who didn't even have apartments... <laughs> So they have to come live with the other person. And it's that sh listen, it's wild. Uh, you know, of course the black couple is my favorite. You know what I'm saying? And oh yeah, if in case you're not watching the show at all, I should have said this at the beginning, but I forgot because I'm moving too fast. I'm talking all over myself. But anyway, um the whole premise of the show is people, they have like 20 men and 20 women. And they date each other through these pods. Well, they can hear each other, but they cannot see each other whatsoever. So when they're getting engaged, they're getting engaged sight unseen. You know, so they're getting engaged and then meeting each other face to face physically for the first time. So that's, you know, that's the hitch, that's the hitch of the show. But anyway, so yeah, so at this point, the, the, um, the people, you know, have decided who they want to be with and, you know, the couples and all that kind of shit, whatever. So they're going to live together for like a month and then they're getting married at the end of that month. So yeah, I don't see any of these couples making it because it's like, you know, um, one dude, well, one of them, I don't know none of their names. This is one of the white ones. They ain't stopped arguing since they got to Mexico. You know what I'm saying? She out by the pool. She hollering, screaming and crying with the little ugly ass sarong on. He's sitting up there just looking like, bitch, what the fuck? And they ain't been, they ain't stopped arguing since. Um, let me see. What the other one? One of them, they did break up. They ended up breaking up. Um, I, I don't know. Watch the damn show. It's, it's, it's something to have on in the background. It'll catch your attention. Love is blind. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like going all that detail. So euphoria. Hmm. I tweeted earlier this week, I said, you prepare for the week's episode of Euphoria like a priest prepares for an exorcism. It just, it takes so much out of you. And it just, it, it's like you down, you got to burn sage after you watch this fucking show. But it's so good. So what we ended up getting this week was the penultimate episode. Because, see, I thought it was 10 episodes. I thought it was a 10-episode season. It's an 8-episode season. And this was episode number 7. So, you know, it's always the second to last episode of all these shows where everything happens. So that's why everything was going so hard. I'm like, oh, shit. It's only one more episode left. What the fuck was y'all doing then? Um, doing all this damn time y'all been gone? Two years? The last time y'all left, it was before pandemic... Damn near three later, late three years later, you ain't got but eight episodes. How the fuck? What? What, what the fuck, nigga? I was waiting for Ashtray to kill more people. What the fuck are we doing? Any fucking way. Sorry. Um, this episode was about Lexi's play because you know Lexi was has been writing a play this entire season that you know she was gonna show for the school. Shout out to Euphoria School's theater budget, by the way, nigga. That play. That was some Broadway shit, nigga. I saw a bitch sitting in the audience with a playbill. I say, God damn. Nigga, we had plays in high school. We got everything. We had to know on a piece of construction paper that they handed you at the door. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, they had refreshments and shit, nigga. We had to sneak fucking food from the damn cafeteria. Motherfucker got milk pouches in their goddamn jacket. You ever tried to drink a hot-ass milk pouch? Listen, 
another story another day. But yeah, the um, yeah, shout out to them. That theater budget went crazy because you know she had moving moving stage set pieces, you know, costume design, hair. They had wigs. Like, listen, it was you know, it, Lexi did that shit. Um, but yeah, all of them were sitting in the audience watching this play that was essentially about them. You know what I'm saying? Um, you found out so much shit. Like, you know, um, apparently, after, um, was Lexi and Cassie's dad an addict? I, listen, I, I couldn't remember. But, they yeah, it was all in there. So, you know, Cassie and Nate sitting in the audience, you know. Also, okay, jumping ahead, jumping ahead a little bit here. I, I think it's time for us to let go the whole, Maddie gonna whoop her ass, blah, 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 just that another, listen. If Maddie was gonna whoop her ass, she would have. See, the bitch didn't open the door. If she would have opened that door when it was and, and when she was locked up in the bathroom, and Maddie was trying to confront her, she probably would have. But now, Maddie ain't even. To be honest, Maddie ain't even thinking about Nate or um Cassie like that. You know what I'm saying? All thanks to her fair guy, bad bitch. That see what we thought was lesbian shit when that woman was in the pool with or whatever. I, what that is, I think that woman looked at Maddie and, and realized, oh. You oh bitch, you don't even belong here with them. Nah, you 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 a bad joint. Let me come come. Let me groom you. I think that's what it is. I think she's like a bad bitch boot camp with that lady right now. Cause again, that lady recognized that you know Maddie is just you know she's she's something else. She ain't like them these other females. You know whatever cool whatever. But anyway, yeah. Um, I don't even think she's thinking about them like that. You know, to be honest, like, I think she kind of over it. Um. The play was crazy. They got into rules, drug use after her dad died, everything, all that kind of shit like that. But the part that everybody was going up for. At the end of the play, there was a, um, a, a montage about the, the, the Nate character where he was in the locker room. And they bust out, and him and all these other oiled up, shirt off dudes start dancing to "I Need a Hero," and they doing all the they doing all the air humping, and you know it is gay as the fuck. Nate is sitting there pissed because <laughs> the shit was about him. You know what I'm saying? And it was just so funny. He was up there like everybody else saw the pictures of themselves in the play. And they kind of just, you know, damn, that's crazy. And they just shrugged it off. This motherfucker is about to have a meltdown and probably blow the whole goddamn school up. Because something, because Lexi clocked his ass in front of everybody. Now, they, the people in the audience, they didn't really, you know, know it was about him or whatnot. But, you know, the ones who watching it, that it, it's about, they know it's them. You know what I'm saying? So... And I, the thing is, DL men, now y'all know I fucks with y'all, you know, like, you know, I, I fucks with the DL niggas over here, you know, we like you over here. The problem with y'all motherfuckers is this, though, is so many of y'all like Nate who think you lower than what you actually are. See, a lot of times, it ain't that people don't know your T, it's just don't, don't nobody care to even say anything, it just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's the same thing with Nate. You know, Nate's sitting up there. He mad because somebody clocking him. And it's like, nigga, probably more people than not know. They just ain't saying shit about it. You know what I'm saying? 
But it was just crazy watching him lose his shit. So he get up and he run out, bust out the door. Here come Cassie running behind him. This motherfucker said, said that shit was homophobic. Shout out to whoever that was that tweeted and said, fucking Lexi. Lexi got, uh, what you say? Say, say, uh, Lexi roasted Nathan to being an ally. <laughs> That shit was fucking crazy. So now he done fucking told Cassie she got to get her shit and get the fuck. Because, you know, that's your sister. So I ain't fucking with her. I ain't fucking with you. So the next episode of the plan that Cassie about to go full on ape shit. She been working up to it this whole fucking season. She going to lose her shit. And she going, you know, probably jump on Lexi or some shit like that. And we'll see what happens. I'm telling you what's going to happen, though, this next episode. I've been saying this shit from the beginning. Nobody likes it. I don't like saying it. They going to kill my nigga Ashtray, bro. I'm telling you, next episode, I really believe they going to kill Ashtray. You know what I'm saying? Because you see, if you look at the, at the preview, Fez on the ground hollering and screaming. And you know what I'm saying? The only way I can see that happen is if something happened to his grandmother or something happened to Ashtray. And I really believe they going to end up killing Ashtray. You know what I'm saying? And they probably going to lock Fizz up too. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just, I don't want that. I really don't want that. But y'all, I'm telling you, if next week, if I come in here, they didn't kill my nigga Ashtray, the, the whole tone of the pod is going to be somber. I'm just going to ask somebody to go down to the store and bring me some chick cold drinks and a, bo a couple of boxes of chicken, you know, for the repast. And you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. But, but anyway, hopefully that don't end up happening. But, yeah, that's just what I'm predicting. Um, let's see. Let's round it on up with Loose Cypher Sound. What have I been listening to this week? So, I got a few things I want to kind of get out the way here. Um, let's see. First thing, um, a group, I, I think I mentioned them for Karambin. Um, they, um, I really, really love them. They really, really dope. Check them out. I'm getting the playlist together, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it. Matter of fact, one of you techie motherfuckers, if you listening right now, hop in my DMs and help me because I'm trying to figure out how to make the link and attach the link to the, you know, because again, I'm not the techie guy. So one of you niggas help me out. Let's, let, let's see what we can do. But, um, anyway, but yeah, uh, Karam, they released a, um, an EP with a guy named Leon Bridges. I've heard of him, and I have passively heard some of his songs, but I, ain't, I, I haven't really checked him out just, you know, by itself. But I am after this, because it's a joint it's a joint EP with him called Texas Moon. And, you know, Karambin's sound is super chill. It's very, um... It's like, um... Like, there's like a brand of, like, um... Guitar-driven soft rock in like the south they, they they do it in like the south pacific like in thailand and all them places like that it kind of has that sound to it and they used to be just a they used to be just like a um like a band like a, just an instrumental outfit on the first album they didn't really have they didn't have any um you know vocals so they started incorporating vocals more and more with each project and so they just got a guest vocalist this time in leon bridges but no it's really dope um so yeah check it out it's a ep called texas sun it's like five or six songs and all of them are cool. Catch the vibe and all that shit like that. Uh, let's see. Um, the album of the week for me, though, by far comes from Big Crit. Big Crit is um, one of the few newer, newish rappers 
that I'm a fan of because you know I don't really fuck with it. So when I came, so big big Crick came about around the same time as like J Cole and Kendrick Lamar and all them. So he really fits in that graduating class. So you know, but like. I, it, it's always been him for me. Like, you know, I understand Kendrick is talented. For some reason, I just don't give a fuck. But shout out to you for doing an amazing performance during the Super Bowl halftime. But, um, and J. Cole is boring as shit. I tell, I've been telling people for years, Big Crit is who y'all want J. Cole to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a, he's a more dynamic performer. You know what I'm saying? He has things to say, and he's very good at social commentary, but it doesn't come off heavy-handed and preachy. You know what I'm saying? The music be oh man, the music is so dope. Like he um the shitty producers, it's so much soul in it. Like, but yeah, he um the name of the album. See, I should have had this pulled up. Didn't have it pulled up. Um, give me. <laughs> I, I, look, listen, I'm, look, look, just work with me, y'all. I'm I'm, I'm 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 trying to get better at this. Um, the name of the album is called Digital Roses Don't Die, and um, you know. He is um oh, it's so soulful. Like, you know, it's you know, he's doing a lot he's doing a lot more tune carrying. You can't really call it singing, but I call it tune carrying. And you know, the, the lyrics still the lyrics, they dope. Uh let me see. My favorite, some of my standouts, uh Roll Clean, Love That. I thought that was super dope. Um So Cool, that was the first um that was the first single I heard. And it was, oh man, it, it is, uh, it's on some Sleepy Brown shit. It's super dope. And um, South Side of the Moon is cool too. So, but uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm as I'm calling these songs, I'll, I am adding them to the playlist that does exist, but I will learn how to post it without any Whatever. But anyway, check that album out. It's really, really fucking dope. So, um, there's a rapper, Atlanta rapper named Amaretta. Um,. She dropped a song called Sorry Not Sorry. And it has all... It, listen, let me tell you something. What, if, if, if Wakanda, Atlanta, whatever you want to call this motherfucker is in civil war right now because these... she Basically, the song, she's, she's, talk, she's calling out all the areas that claim Atlanta that ain't Atlanta. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me play a little snippet. Let me play a little snippet of it. The important part of the song so you can understand what I'm saying. Hold on. Let me see if I can get it. All uh, right. So listen. Air Force came around the world. Now they felt they earned out my stripes and I got my respect. The whole city know I'm a beast. Look, if you not from this side and you don't know the face, you're chilling. Repeat after me. Call that Paul. It's not Atlanta. Lock on you. It's not Atlanta. Clay Coat. It's not Atlanta. Decatur. It's not Atlanta. Gwinnett. It's not Atlanta. Roswell. It's not Atlanta. Forward Paul. It's not Atlanta. Lindburn. It's not Atlanta. The North. It's not Atlanta. Basically, Atlanta is just her front yard. Let her tell it. And you niggas have been arguing about this shit ever since this song came out a couple of days ago. So, all the hood nigga gerrymandering aside, it's so funny to me how the argument is a bunch of transplants. Like, me, I'm a transplant here. You know what I'm saying? I don't even go here. I just live in this motherfucker, so I ain't got a dog in the fight. I just sit back and I keep my motherfucking um, Baton Rouge ass mouth closed. You motherfuckers that moved here and lived here about two or three years, y'all wanna, I remember, I lived in Virginia. How you gonna tell me Clay Coat? Nigga, shut up. You don't go here. Let these people have this. 
You know what I'm saying? Let these people who don't complete their sentences talk about this. Niggas, listen to a bunch of Atlanta niggas talk about whatever. I, I shock. I'm on bet for E-Point. I'm for E-Point. Shot me and my folk been down. You, I gonna tell me I ain't from Atlanta. Shot you. Oh, listen. It's like, like it's just they, like their tongue is stuck to the roof of their mouth. But yeah, it, it was just funny to me how all these motherfuckers jumping out the window. This little chick got them all going, you know. So I foresee a bunch of motherfuckers dropping answer records and remixes and shit like that. But yeah, that was kind of funny. Um, last thing I want to end off on, I ain't, ain't going to take too long with it. So, I mentioned Mary's album last week. You know, she dropped a new album and whatnot. And so, I wanted to sit with it for a little bit before I came back what I actually thought. Because when I first listened to it, I felt this initially. But I was like, you know, let me let me, let me me sit down and mellow out on it. Let me see what we got here. So, um, I think she's better than this album. The album's called Good Morning Gorgeous, by the way. And the, the title song is quite nice. Um... What it is, is it sounds like her trying to keep up with the young chicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's my thing. I know Mary ain't no stranger to cussing on the track and all that kind of shit like that. Woo -de -woo, but it's like, she she doing it so much more now. You know what I'm saying? And me personally, I tell motherfuckers all the time, I got a, I got a mouth like an outhouse rat. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, I, my mouth filthy as hell. But... With that said, I don't want to hear that in my R and B music. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. If it's if it doesn't if if it doesn't hurt, I mean, if it's for a reason, the song sure go ahead and cuss. But it's just like you know, just you you just on the rap shit. Fuck niggas. Like come on, baby, you're a singer. But anyway, she she's swearing a lot more. I mean, the music is the the music didn't really grab me. Like the production, like the the beast wasn't really grabbing me this go around. Um, I mentioned I think I mentioned last week. Mirror's voice has changed a lot. Um, again, it's not that it's not, not it's not unpleasant, but it's just you know, it took a little getting used to on some songs because she like she was really sounding not like herself, you know what I'm saying? But um, like I said, my main issue though it was just the themes and the way she was singing, like doing that. Mary, don't do that. Let the let the, let these kids sing in cursive. You, you you don't need to be doing that. You know what I'm saying? I just don't, I don't, you know, here's my thing. And I'm not saying that if once you become an older artist, you just got to go out and be tied to the post and put out the pasture like a damn horse or some shit like that. No, I ain't saying that. But I am saying like, you know, don't be out here trying to jump with the young bucks. Because that don't do nothing but make you older. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, in the words of my Auntie Diane, nothing looks sadder than the old bitch in the club. You know what I'm saying? But I notice a lot of, um, especially R&B artists, they have that issue where they, it's like, you know, they get stuck in this place where they feel like they got to make music for, you know what I'm saying, the kids and shit like this. Like, like your audience on the Tom Jordan cruise, it just is what it is. Your audience is coming to Essence Fest wearing all that goddamn linen. You know what I'm saying? Like, these kids, you, you, you ain't going to get them. This, it just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So that's my thing. I don't want to see that from Mary. You know, Mary, and the thing is, I, I, Mary gives fly auntie, you know, so, and she very much gives auntie that's with her nieces, like, I still got it, bitch, so I don't know. But I, but um, in, but um, there are examples that I, I wanted to bring up, like, prime example, 
When I talk about, um, let me see, now I hate to say this off the heels of her documentary, which is so great. Y'all know I love Janet Jackson. But Janet Jackson is one of the most egregious offenders with this whole thing. See, just follow what I'm saying. We like to think that Demita Joe and 20YO and Discipline were considered flops because, you know, of the Super Bowl shit with the titty. I don't think that was so much the case as it was at that time. Janet was a woman in her 40s who was trying to compete with the Beyonce's and all that kind of shit like that of that, that era. You know what I'm saying? And I think that hurt her a little bit, you know, because you got to realize, you know, at a... You just you gotta know you you, you gotta know when to let the young bucks have a, a particular lane, you know what I'm saying? You can't be out here thotting and bopping with the bitches with the good knees no more, you know what I'm saying? Because because then because then it just it just it just it just, it, just, it doesn't read well, you know. I think with those albums like especially um, discipline, you know some of those songs good feedback was a bop. But like when you get songs like Roller Coaster and Love and shit like that, you you were you you were you were in your 40s around this time, baby. We you could have gave that to Don Richard or somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that's just the thing. It's just, you know, grow with your audience and challenge your audience to grow with you. You know what I'm saying? Don't be the old nigga out here like what Usher did that whole had that whole EDM phase, which was just the oons oons. Yeah, we ain't doing that today, but you know what I'm saying. Just you know, challenge your audience to grow with you and put out material that they have to wrap their head around a little bit and then be like, okay, oh that is if I see where they trying to take me. You know what I'm saying? That's what you that's what you should be doing as an audience. Don't be out here trying to jump with the young bulls. You know, but anyway. That's all I got for y'all this evening. Look here. Um, like I, I came and gave it the best I could. Because <laughs> I promise you, I was about to say fuck this shit tonight. But, uh, you know, as always, I appreciate the fuck out of y'all, man. Appreciate y'all for listening and all that good shit like that. And, you know, we're going to have bigger and better coming in the future. So, till next time, drink your water, oil your scalp, mind your motherfucking business. I'm going to holler at you.